Welcome to another episode of the Daily Grind Podcast. Well, howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Grind with your co-host, John and Carla. Good morning, Daily Grind. Carla here, checking in. So we are here to help you brew your brain, sharpen your wit. We'll give you a rundown on interesting historical events, today's dates, and some random musings just to help you get those brain gears turning this morning. And then I'll leave a few thoughts on your walk with Jesus. So again, thanks for joining us, and let's get this show on the road. Well, good morning, Carla. Happy Monday. Oh, good morning, John. Good morning, Daily Grind. Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. (laughs) It's December 4th. Christmas lights up. Check. Uh, Not outside yet. Okay, no check. Christmas tree up. (laughs) Check. Check, check. Good. Stockings up. Check. Check. Good. Although okay. I must say, you know, we've moved into a new home and there's no fireplace, thus no mantle, thus a lot of confusion about where to put certain things. Now, you didn't ask me, but I would tell you, you know, that your TV sits on that kind of cool like table stand thing. Mm-hmm. And I would put the fake fireplace on your TV and hang your stockings off the bottom <laughs> edge of that table. Okay. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I have them hanging on the island in the kitchen right now. (laughs) Hey, nothing wrong with that. That's good. Island stockings—they're okay. Yeah, right. (laughs) Woo! So, on this date in 1867, the National Grange was founded. Here's a mystery on today's date too. And on December 4th, 1872, the U.S. ship Mary Celeste was found. In good condition, but with no one on board in the Atlantic Ocean. And no one knows what happened to the crew. So creepy. Oh, my goodness. I know. I know. That's weird. There's (gasps) probably a movie in there somewhere. (laughs) On this date in 1918, President Woodrow Wilson sailed for the World War I peace talks in Versailles, becoming the first U.S. president to travel to Europe while in office. And he had to do it on a boat. That is so um, strange to me. That's okay. strange, too. That's just not safe. Yeah. <laughs> so in the fictional world, December 4th, 1942, is the birth date of the dude from The Big Lebowski. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, that one's fuzzy for me. Okay, but it's I'm fine. sure that's a big deal. Okay. <laughs> Actually, it, it just shows that you're a person of some moral fiber and integrity oh, that you great. don't know okay. what that movie is. That's just fine. Okay. Um, and on this date in 2017, the Thomas Fire started near Santa Paula, and it became the largest wildfire in modern California history, burning over 440 square miles Ooh. in Ventura and Santa Barbara oh, counties. Painful. No, it's a lot. And December 4th is National Cookie Day. Yay! I love you know, that. And, and there was some controversy because it was like in the late 80s that they declared a National Cookie Day only to go back and realize that Sid Cookie Monster had declared National Cookie Day 
like years earlier, like in 1980. And so they had to come to some agreement and they decided to go with Cookie Monster. So it's National Cookie Day. Oh, okay. It's also, yeah, it's also National Sock Day. So it's appropriate. You're still having a stocking (laughs) dilemma somewhere. Okay. Oh, true. And it's Santa's List Day, which means if you haven't got that list made, today's the day you should think about getting that done. Okay. All right. So, and now it's that time on the daily grind to sharpen your wit. The earliest recorded recipe for mac and cheese, Carla, is from the 14th century. What? I thought Kraft invented it. What? We've we've been eating mac and cheese as human beings since the 1300s. Is that not wild? Oh, that is wild. Mac and cheese. How could you not, though? Oh, wait, here's some cheese. Oh, wait, here's some noodles. What could go wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Um, Alfred Hitchcock chose to not conclude his film, The Birds, with the usual the end because he wanted people to leave unresolved and on edge. And they did. And they did. Yes. (laughs) Carla, the sport of badminton. Yes. So do you know what badmintoners hit back and forth at each other? Well, I would say a birdie, but that's probably not the technical term. No, birdie is a good answer, but the official term for that thing is a shuttlecock. A shuttlecock. I knew that. I mean, I wasn't going to remember it, but and, <laughs> I do and, recognize it. And in competitive, yes, professional and Olympic badminton, the shuttlecocks are made of feathers Woo! from the left wing of a yeah, goose. Lightweight things. Whoa, because really? feathers feathers from the right wing make them spin the wrong way. Oh my gosh. This is so I, technical. It, yeah. So I read that one and I went, mm, I don't know. I had to do some more research. And, and apparently, yes, professional badminton shuttlecocks are made from left wing feathers of geese because <laughs> the left wing feathers have a specific curvature that allows the shuttlecock to spin and fly more consistently. That is so bizarre. Okay. That's got to be how much trial and error did right. you have to go through to discover that? Oh my goodness. And what yeah. are we doing Crazy. with all those what are we doing with all those other feathers from the right hand side? Uh making down best and oh, okay. comforters yeah, and all pillows. Right. Yeah. There's no, no down going not waste. waste there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope I hope like a shuttlecock factory is working in a collaborative effort with <laughs> you pillows would hope. or Okay. <laughs> jackets or something yeah now I'm, i got a new thing to be anxious about <laughs> carla do you know what the plastic piece on the end of your shoelace is called it's an applet is it yes yeah oh, sure. yeah okay. yeah okay. yeah there you go and man what a clever invention that was because <laughs> right. if you ever tried to put a shoelace that's lost one of those through a th- <laughs> man that ain't i have as a matter of fact makes me yes. run and get some scotch tape but yes i have made my own yeah <laughs> absolutely yay for applets u.s president number 36 lyndon johnson oh okay escalated american involvement in vietnam because he refused to be the first president to lose a war oh so let's escalate a war okay yeah let's just keep 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 it on no okay. not a good plan so here's some just thoughts ability is what you're capable of doing 
Motivation determines what you do, but attitude determines how well you do it. I believe that, yes. like that a lot. There you go. And did you know, Carla, did you know that 5% of the population of humans on Earth have never had and never will have a headache? Really? Really. Well, good for them. I know, good for them. How about that? Yay. Have you ever wondered, Carla, why in the King Kong movies, they discover this island with King Kong and dinosaurs, but they only bring King Kong back? I mean, wouldn't wouldn't an island full of dinosaurs be a good idea for a movie? Um, ooh, well. <laughs> Jurassic might, Park franchise? That might make yeah. it. That might make it. Oh. <laughs> and now it's that time on the Daily Grind. To enrich your faith. Marcy and I just recently went to see Christ Chapel's Christmas Cantata with our friends, uh, Jimmy and Judith. And as we were leaving, we were just talking about the one song that we didn't hear or things we missed. And then Judith started humming the Mary Did You Know, that Mark Lowry song, which I love. It's really a good tune about the mysteries of Jesus' birth. And while Mary really holds this prominent place in the Christmas narrative, I think it's easy to overlook the silent strength and character of Joseph. I mean, maybe there should be a song, Joseph, Did You Know? Because he played a really crucial role in this extraordinary story, protecting and preserving Mary. So let's just look at a few things I think we could learn from Joseph's part in this Christmas story. Now, he's often overshadowed. I mean, seriously, he's just kind of wallpaper in the Christmas story for most of us. But he's really an unsung hero in the biblical account. And while he did never make it into the Hebrews Hall of Fame, his surrender to God's plan is amazing. I mean, Joseph, he had to have plans. He'd won the hand of Mary and he'd planned to raise a family in Nazareth and make a living as a carpenter. I mean, his goals weren't grand or spectacular. But he had good intentions. And perhaps his and Mary's parents lived nearby. Joseph probably intended to care for them in their old age. And then this visiting angel changes everything. God revealed his plan to Joseph. They were wildly different than his own. And he would marry a woman who was already pregnant. He would flee as a fugitive to Egypt. He would be unable to live in Bethlehem because of what God was Doing, Joseph's plans would have to change, and Joseph humbly surrendered his ambitions to God. When faced with the shocking revelation of Mary's pregnancy, his response was not anger or vindictiveness. Instead, he chose kindness. He sought to protect Mary's honor when he had every reason to feel betrayed. Joseph's compassion, whether faced with unconventional commands to marry a pregnant woman or to hastily flee to Egypt, Joseph never seems to have hesitated. He immediately responded to God's directives, often communicated through dreams, and it illustrates a profound trust, an unwavering commitment to follow divine guidance. Now, God chose Joseph, a humble carpenter, to care for his son. And Joseph's skills in fixing and making things provided insight into everyday life that Jesus observed. Joseph's righteousness, as noted in the Bible, reflect a life that lived in harmony with God. Despite not being a scholar or a preacher, 
Joseph's devotion in his assigned role was a model of righteousness and godly existence. And then Joseph's life was not a long one, but it left an indelible mark. The absence of mentions of Jesus's adult years suggest that he just had a quiet, silent exit from the scene. Perhaps he faced the perils of the physical demanding trade of being a carpenter. I mean, Joseph's untimely departure underscores his commitment to an obedient life rather than longevity. I mean, I don't know, but what might it have been like for a teenage Jesus to watch his earthly father die of an illness or an injury? But Joseph wasn't called to live a long life. He was called to live an obedient life, and he did. And his legacy calls us to consider a life lived in simple obedience, humility, and kindness. I think you could sum all of that up with saying that Joseph was a man of integrity. It makes me think of Psalm 41.12. As for me, you uphold me in my integrity, and you set before me your face forever. I mean, Joseph's commitment to righteousness, even in the face of community gossip and potential ostracism and ridicule, it aligns with the psalmist's assurance that God upholds those who walk with integrity. And let's face it, at times, God will be the only witness to your righteous behavior. And our confidence should not be in the hope of vindication in the eyes of others, it should be in the knowledge that God keeps us in his sight and that we are obedient and trusting. So Joseph, though often really overshadowed in the Christmas narrative, I think emerges as a man of profound humility, kindness, and integrity. His just unwavering obedience to God's plan, his compassionate response, to adversity, to righteousness, and still a silent exit. They just contribute to really a compelling story. Oh, that each of us would live as Joseph did, living in simple obedience to what God asks of us, being kind to others, even when it doesn't appear to be deserved, obeying God, I mean, immediately, living righteously with God and others, and really demonstrating to those around us what it looks like to walk humbly with our God. As always, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of The Daily Grind. And I look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. In the meantime, I would love it if you would do all those kinds of things that podcast people ask you to do. Please rate the show, review it. Share it with your friends. It helps it get found. It helps it grow. And as we are in the middle of the hustle and bustle of Christmas, I pray that everybody would have some moments to really take to heart what we're celebrating and that we'll reflect on these characters and that we would be people who demonstrate to those around us what it looks like to walk humbly and faithfully and obediently with our God. Be filled with grace and peace in the name of the incarnate King, Jesus.